All right, worship. Let me just go over this just, just a little bit. I'm not going to keep you too long. Worship. Today's message is called Victory Signals. And uh, David is such a picture of that, David Trembley coming down here and worshiping. And I loved how my mother said a lot of times that worship you see in him was out of pain, was out of struggle. It's, it's not the time to be jumping up and down and shouting isn't always because things are great. We need to do some shouting and some crying and some release, some worship release out of our heart when we're down. But you know, worship is not singing hymns and choruses. I don't know if you noticed, but our worship this morning kind of got us going, and then all of a sudden it got out of the hands of the song and got into the hearts of the people. That's worship. Music is just kind of a catalyst. But it's not worship if our hearts aren't worshiping. It's music. It's clanging cymbals and noise. But what happened was, you know, we, we prepared, we prayed, we've worked hard as a worship team, but then you entered in. And then it takes all the, it takes all the pressure off of us, puts it all onto God. Doesn't matter what we do now. In fact, we could stop. And we did stop. And you guys just continued to worship. Worship isn't a song. It's not a chorus. It's not three songs, two fast and one slow. It's not stand up, sit down. Oh, we're going to worship right now. Okay, and that lasted three minutes. Okay, that was good worship. Was it? That's not worship. And you know, worship is not spiritual entertainment. And we have that sometimes. In worship, we don't focus on ourselves. We don't focus on our experiences, but we focus on God. Worship is direct, intimate, personal communion with our Creator. It's the highest activity that our spirit is capable of. But it goes beyond the spirit into the personal human personality. My worship is going to look different than yours. It's going to be different because I am made differently than you. My personality is different than yours. Your worship is not going to look like mine. Even though we've got a few people up here that you might take examples. We are a worship example. But we're not your worship experience. Thank God. I can't worship like many of you. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't worship like me. I'm not made to worship like you. I'm made to worship like God made me. So my goofiness, my uniqueness, as God would see it, my beautifulness is perfect. Just how I am. With my cracking voice, with my messing up lyrics, with me crying and laughing and whatever. That's me giving my heart completely to God. And you know, it's a mistake to think that our worship is only in a church congregation. That's not it at all. It's a small part. Worship should be the highest point of my private devotions. You know, the, the meaning of the word devotion means an act of worship. If we only worship God in a public congregation... 
there will always be something artificial about it. Do you hear me? If this is all you do, but it doesn't represent your entire life, we're missing it. Really, this should be a release. This should be a crescendo. This should be the party of your week. This should be the build-up, the time um, to, to really the problems that you've had as you've worshipped all week long. This is the time that we come together. We come in power. What David and Beth Trumbly brought to Elizabeth in my life was power. We were more powerful with them than we were without them. One can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. There's power that, that shows up in this service. And it's because we, as we grow, we, as we come in with the Spirit of God, we are more powerful than we are alone. So we can't remove this part. We need this part. But this isn't the only part. Because united congregational worship can bring an individual into a higher and deeper awareness of God. I have experienced God at higher levels, at different levels in church than I experience at home. However, I've had times at home that have blown away times at church. There is something about God that we can go from glory to glory that he can just exceedingly abundantly do more and more and more every time. We have a hard time one-upping because we're, we're finite. We can only go so far. God isn't. He hits this level. He can hit this level. Every time. Why can't church be great every time? It can be. And it has nothing to do with the song list or the message. It has nothing to do with the topic. It has nothing to do with the weather. And it has nothing to do with what you're going through. God's good regardless. And God can get you on the right track regardless of what you're going through. Unfortunately, today, you know, our contemporary world, our culture, has fallen below the pattern of worship in Scripture. Every word used for worship, both in the Old and the New Testament, describes a part or a posture of the body. And I want to call these, and I'm barely getting started today, victory signals. You want to see somebody who is down, who is hurting, but they're worshiping? They've got victory coming. Because why? Because God's coming. When you worship, truly worship, You've got victory coming. The Word says that if we'll praise Him, He'll enthrone Himself. The Word says if we'll praise Him, He'll come. Well, when He comes, we have victory. So I want you to consider taking Scripture, the picture of Scripture and what worship is supposed to look like, and begin to apply it to your life. I'm going to give you a couple today. And like going to the app store, you download it, but then you got to apply it. How many of you have downloaded an app, but you've never used it? What good does that do you? None. It's just taking up space. You then got to get it out and you got to use it. 
So I'm going to give you something. We come in here together as a church. You have personal devotions at home. It's not so that you can just check that off your list. No, it's so that you can receive an app and apply it to your day. I am the type of person, I am a task-oriented person. I like to have to-do lists, and I feel good checking, it off, checking things off. But that is not the purpose of my life, is getting my to-do list checked off. The purpose of my life is to find out what God wants me to do and do that. And let the results be his problem. In my marriage, with my children, with my job, with you and me together, what's the application, God? I'm glad you asked. I have one. Here it is. Now do it. And watch how that will grow. Completely off track. Let's go. Let's start with one. Um, I, 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 I've said this a couple times. Justin, Pastor Justin preached last week, and I, there was one tweet, and I've acted like there's been 5,000 tweets. There was one tweet about how great Ju- Pastor Justin's PowerPoint was. And I'm like, what do you mean? I work hard on these. I've got people that help me with them. What do you mean his PowerPoint's killing it today? You've never tweeted anything about my PowerPoint. <laughs> So, I tossed mine out from yesterday, and I redid it all today, yeah, or l- last night, yesterday. Bert and Putman and Cindy had their, uh, had their uh, party last night, and I spent three hours before that party redoing my PowerPoint, because Justin's not going to one-up me. Now, I will tell you, I'll probably go back to the way I've been doing it but after today, but doggone it. Tweet it. Just do hashtag better than Justin. <laughs> better than at Baruch, whatever. So make sure you include him. They know who he is. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Ah, yeah. <laughs> That's what church is all about, right? PowerPoints and overheads. and No, it's not. But I'm so thankful for Pastor Justin. He brings the word every single time. I have got such a great team around me um, that is working hard for you, that is praying for you, this deacon board, my staff, my wife. I'm telling you what, we will bleed for you. Let's just start with bowing the head, and I'll just stop with that one. It is a good thing to bow your head. Men, We got our heads up too high. It's not bad to have your head up. But when it's above God, it's too high. And we need to get our heads where it's supposed to be. And the only way to do that is through humility. To humble yourself. 
And men, I want to encourage you, when you feel the inkling to bow your head or to get down on your knees and bow your head, do it. It is the most powerful position you can be in. In complete surrender. In complete humility. Bowing the head. Abraham's servant, seeking a bride for his master's son, realized that God had directed him to the family of Abraham's brother. Genesis 24. It says, Then the man bowed down his head and worshiped the Lord. I really, um, let's see how far have I got to get. I'm just going to, I don't know that I'm going to stop here, but I'm going to consider stopping here. And I want you to think about something just for a minute. You go to, uh, many of you may not be sports oriented, and that's fine. Um, you go to a concert, you go to a symphony, you go to a sports event, you go to the, to the ballet, um, and something in that production moves you, and you can't help but clap. You can't help but shout. You can't help but raise your hands. You see your favorite team running for a touchdown, you just can't help it, you, and you're not even thinking you're worshiping. But your hands go up, you clap, you yell, you jump, you scream. Why? Because you're passionate about what's happening. This man had gone on behalf of his master to find his son a bride and had prayed ahead of time and said, Lord, I'm looking for this and I expect your son to look this way. And sure enough, here comes the lady, says, I'll, I'll water your camels and I'll, 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 give your, I'll give you water and I'll water your camels too. And out of his love and passion for God and his desire to please his master, he got the answer. He knows now I'm going home with the right result. My master is going to be happy with what I did. Not only is Abraham happy, but I believe God's happy. God has answered my master Abraham through answering me. And his reaction was to move. His reaction was a movement. His reaction of thankfulness wasn't to sing a song. It was to bow his head and give thanks to God. That's why as David and the men have been talking about trying to respond with, amen, you know, this is obnoxious, mean sounding amen. I don't know where they came up with that. But what I desire is that when, when something touches you in church, you respond. Let me say it this way. Not when something touches you. When God touches you. You respond. Uh, you could even run around the, the church for all I care. Run around it seven times and blow the trumpet. Some walls probably need to come down. I trust that the walls that need to come down will come down. The walls that don't need to come down, I don't care what you blow. You can blow all day long. If God doesn't want them to come down, they're not coming down. But sometimes we just need to respond by running around the church seven times and blowing a trumpet. And you know what? They were quiet. They didn't talk. Sometimes we need to shut up and run. And then blow the trumpet. They didn't know the walls were going to come down. They just obeyed. And the walls came down. 
So if I can just leave us, I'm going to give you a couple more scriptures on bowing our heads and then I'm just going to stop. I'm, I'm barely started. I believe the Lord is here. I believe the Lord is moving. But I believe you need some application. And it's, it may not be that you bow your heads this week. It may be that you just respond accordingly. It may be a shout. It may be a cry. It may be a clap. It may be a run. It may be a phone call. It may be listening and answering. God, I don't want to do that. Okay, then that's worth something to you. You're giving up, you're dying, you're humbling yourself and doing what God's called you to do. Let me give you just a couple more scriptures. Moses and Aaron reported to the elders of Israel in Egypt that the Lord had promised to deliver them from their slavery. And their response was the same, Exodus chapter 4. Then they bowed their heads and worshiped. I want you to know it is a response It is a response. Church, respond. A call was made to plug in, to fill the void. Respond. Has God done something in your life this week? Respond. God, you are worthy. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody think for just a minute, has God done something for me this week? And did I remember to thank him? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And you know what? Your, your bowing on your knees doesn't have to be in front of everybody. In fact, I think most of the time it's worth more if it's not. I think most of the time it's worth more if it's not. I want you to get ready. We need to be ready to get our hands in the air. Oh, no, this is the raise our hands church. Yes, it is. I was telling uh, Bill Olinghouse, I think this week, or I don't remember who I was telling. We're going to be talking about raising our hands. Oh, no, I've dreaded this. That's it. I, I ain't going back to that church. I ain't really. No, it's not about this church. It's about God's way of worshiping him. His word says sometimes we need to lift our hands. So, men, women, we need to die to ourselves. And lift our hands. Sometimes we need to clap our hands. Sometimes we need to shout. I, listen, I am at a, a, an obnoxious clapper. Well, you're sitting by one right there, too. Wayne Howell can clap with anybody. I don't know if you know that about you, but you are. You're a clapper. You're a good clapper. The clapper. Shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. I want to encourage you. I've just barely given you a little bit today. Apply this week. When something boils up in you, release release. Y'all have got a great week ahead. Release. You've had victory with your kids, victory with your job, victory with your life, victory with your church. And let me just say, I've got other deacons that have certainly been there for us, not just David and Beth. David and Beth just kind of get the, get the award today. But, uh, and you know what? Prior to last year, I'd isolated myself and not let anybody help me.
I want to encourage you to plug in, to get around others so they can help you where you are. I don't think I was supposed to. I don't believe I was called to. I don't believe I could get out of where I was without help. I had to have help, and I had to have help from the body of Christ. You say, Pastor, how in the world could you ever be separated from that? Listen, we can separate ourselves. We can compartmentalize ourselves. We can isolate ourselves even when it looks like we're right in the middle of it. Don't do that. Don't do that. Let's let some walls down and let's worship the Lord. Amen. Stand up with me. Well, Father, we just worship you. We just praise you. We just lift up your name. We just proclaim that you are our God. I'm so thankful for you. You are so good. You are holy. You are marvelous. You are glorious, omnipotent, righteous, and mighty. Lord, we praise you. We lift you up. We magnify. We glorify. We exalt you. We extol you. We adore you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to your name. Father, teach us to worship. You have made us passionate people. You have put passion and and fire in our hearts. Lord, teach us and direct us to to channel that passion and and, uh, uh, energy into our worship. David worshiped with all of his might. He took all that he was and pointed that into worship. Help us, Lord to experience these victory signals in our life, Lord, when we're down, when we're up, that we would worship you, we would praise you. What needs do you have today, church? God wants to meet your need today. God is not a a, a God that just says, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. No, he says, I'll do it today. I'll do it today. I will move in your life today. God wants to move in your life today. He does want to move in your life tomorrow too, but he wants to start today. Have you received Christ as your Lord and Savior? If you have not, today is the day. Do you need prayer for cancer? Do you need prayer for your back, for your feet, for your head, for your hands, for for your personality, for your mind, for depression, for what have you got? God has the answer. Would you come up here and let us pray for you? Prayers, come on up here with me. If you want to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you want to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, get out of your seat, step out in faith, and let us pray for you. Amen. As we sing.